Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. It is January 16, 2019, and it's Wednesday, so it's uh, our second half of the hour. Always has updates from uh, Laura Loomer. Well, she'll uh, come on air, answer questions, time permit, and tell you uh, what her experience was in California, uh, what happened, and um, what she is going to be doing. In the meantime, today, for the first half hour, we have tons to discuss. Uh, we have things like Syria that are important, but I wouldn't want to call it Syria. I think we should call it Turkey because what I'm going to tell you today is going to shed a little bit more light in regards to energy politics in the region. Because if people understand energy politics and i've been talking about this for months you will understand exactly what it's what is going on there in addition we have a lot of other things to talk about don't we we've had a lot of developments well i have been talking about uh this shutdown and how it's hurting the democrats but as i've said from the beginning this shutdown is more important to the Democrats for many reasons, and uh, we'll talk about that too today. So remember, you can always follow me on Tori underscore says on Twitter and Gab, or you can email me at Tori at Tori says.com. That's T-O-R-E at Tori, T-O-R-E says, S-A-Y-S, dot com. Thank you for all your emails that I get. I do read every single one of them. I try to respond to every single one of them. And I appreciate feedback, tips. Uh, love it. So where do we begin today? Should we start by taking a look at what our president is telling us? Because I had a lot of people say, wow, I didn't really think of it. How I told everyone that President Trump told us that this shutdown is ending in March. He said he would have invited the Clemson Tigers in two months when the shutdown was over and have a proper dinner, but he thought maybe he should just buy fast food, you know, food that everybody likes that he could pay for rather than have salads, you know, which is another thing that the uh, insane leftist propaganda mouthpieces of the MSN ran with running their mouths saying that it was sexist for the first lady to do salads, but Here's the thing. The White House has its own vegetable gardens. So, you know, during the shutdown, you don't want to spend money on dinners. So you can just harvest from your garden. That makes sense, right? So he's been silent. Uh, yesterday he was um, tweeting uh, very little. And today the only tweets that we have is that there's, uh, there's two of them. And let's, uh, let me read them out to you. There are now 77 major or significant walls built around the world, which, by the way, did you know that we funded walls around the world? Yeah, fun fact, huh? With 45 countries planning or building walls, over 800 miles of walls have been built in Europe since 2015. And they have all been recognized as close to 100% successful. Stop the crime at our southern border. And then he followed up a tweet an hour later saying it's becoming more obvious that the radical Democrats are a party of open borders and crime. 
They want nothing to do with the major humanitarian crisis on our southern border. And on that note, uh, our press secretary uh, was on Fox this morning. Let's uh, hear what she has to say. And this close to the Super Bowl, so uh, it's a it's a happy time. Hopefully, it'll stay that way through the weekend. Yeah, playing at home will be key. Meanwhile, as the president focuses, he mentioned this a few days ago. There's another caravan forming. It's formed. There were 500 two days ago. Now it's up to uh, over 2,000, perhaps, as they get closer to our border. Of course, Mexico. That's the longest journey. They're not getting the message that very few people are getting through. Uh, Sarah, what, how does this figure into the president's mindset, and does it help him sell his side of the story? Uh, this is just another example of why the president's message has been right all along. We have a crisis at the border, both a national security and a humanitarian crisis. Democrats have got to stop ignoring the problem, sit down with the president at the table and help us come to a solution. The pre president has a proposal on the table. It's now time for Democrats uh, to work with us and fix this problem. So far, they've been unwilling to do so uh, at the hands of their leadership in Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Uh, the president's got a meeting today. Maybe some of these individuals can help start forming a solution. But so far, Democrats have been unwilling to negotiate. And this is just a further example of why it's so important that they do. Yeah, what needs to be done to solve this problem and to open up the government? I mean, Democrats have to be willing to do something. So far, they've been willing to do nothing but obstruct, and that's not going to fix the problem. That's not going to open the government. They claim to care about federal workers, but they've been so busy hanging out on the beaches of Puerto Rico and hitting Broadway shows. Frankly, they don't have time to sit down with the president. There were no shows yesterday. Hopefully, uh, this meeting today can right. be somewhat different. But at the same time, they've shown us that they are unwilling to negotiate in good faith. The president asked Nancy Pelosi directly if she keeps claiming that you have to open the government before we can nego negotiate. And he asked her point blank, if I open the government, will you work with me and give me border security funding, right. including the wall, and she said no. Nancy Pelosi has been unwilling to do anything, and that's simply not going to work, and it's not going to fix the problem. And she's got to get serious about doing her job and not just be serious about uh, being a political figure, and hopefully that'll we'll see something break on that soon. Right. That was very interesting, wasn't it? Not being a political figure and see what comes out of that soon. So as we know, the Democrats do not want to build a wall, even though in the past they have. So it's, it's obviously evident that they have a lot uh, to gain by having a wall that is unprotected. In addition, it shines a lot of light on money that they've been allocated in the past to create a wall. It'll be funny to find out where all that money went. But what we need to focus on is the fact that they are relentless. Now we have a new caravan, and you know how that was funded, right? USAID, of course. President Trump told us all about it a couple of weeks ago when we failed prior to this new Congress coming forward to push uh, funding for the wall. He said, why are we spending money in Honduras, Central America, and Mexico? Why are we giving them federal tax money so that we can fund these caravans? So now we have a new caravan being formed. And it was stated by um, Nielsen, if you're coming on this caravan, it does not guarantee you entry or any special treatment whatsoever. And it'll be great to see what Mexico does in this case right now. 
all eyes on Mexico. But here's some thought about the shutdown. So remember a few months ago when James O'Keefe exposed the DSA? It was that guy in the Montana rally that was escorted out when he was wearing that rose, the Democratic Socialists of America rose. Do you all remember that? Do you remember how he exposed people working in the State Department, at the DOJ? They're everywhere. They're Democratic Socialists of America. They're all what? Administrators, typists, mail people, analysts, right? All that good stuff. Well, during a shutdown, all these people that maintain the website uh, scan documents to be PDF'd and uploaded. People that uh, facilitate communications, book travel, all those people are not necessary for the function, right? Because even if you go up to the HUD site, I was actually looking for um, an OIG report from HUD from 2015, and I could find the link when I duck, duck, goat it, right? But when I clicked on it, it was giving me directions of how to claim unemployment and what I should do. Now, do you remember what they were saying on those videos with James O'Keefe undercover reporters that they can't get fired? It's true. To get fired from a federally uh, from a federal position working for the federal government, it's quite difficult. Once you're in, you're clocking in, clocking out, and raking up your money. You've got your life set. You know, you're working for the federal government. You get some perks with that, you know, in regards to how you bank, how you're viewed as a citizen. I mean, if we kind of use the terminology that China uses, they have a pretty good social score, right? They're working for the federal government. They can't get fired. I mean, for someone that just scans documents and uploads them, very specific example, and that should come to light later as to why it's specific. So these people that manage the information that is collected and then scanned or imaged, you know, are pretty much just average workers, right? Non-essential personnel. But you're furloughing them. You're not firing them, are you? Yeah, you're not. But, you know, if it's longer than a certain period of time, and this happens everywhere, I know uh, from my husband, he was actually furloughed by the railway, you know, when they didn't have a lot of work. Uh, he was furloughed for a couple months. But what happens is, is that, uh, just giving a railway example, because I know this very close to home, uh, is that after a few months, say like six months that you've been furloughed, they do something called downsizing. Meaning, you know, they're paying all this unemployment, railroad unemployment, and they have to see who was performing best to maintain them in furlough status rather than your fired status. The same thing goes for the federal government. So how do you remove employees that have been penetrating the, uh, you know, the, I would say close to the foundations of how things operate, right? Because if you're entrusted in scanning and analyzing documents or evidence, and you're just, you know, an admin person, right? I mean, you're no one special. So you're scanning all this stuff and housing it somewhere. You're supposed to house it somewhere. But, you know, you may, may or may not do it. And there's no proof of that. 
That's the, that's the kicker. How do you get rid of people like that when you can't fire them? Because they've said it on James O'Keefe's video. I can't get fired. It's going to take a lot. So how do you get rid of Democratic Socialists of America that are pushing this socialist, this communistic approach uh, and um, in our government? How do you do that? Well, I mean, you furlough them, but you're still paying them unemployment, right? Most of them that work there that are, you know, uh, you know, GS single digit level employees that don't get a lot also have like other jobs, either they're writers or ghostwriters, or maybe they publish things in like big, you know, propaganda papers under, you know, pseudonyms, hint, hint. Uh, you know, maybe they bartend, maybe they run a daycare out of their house. I don't know. They do a lot of things. So what happens when you come to that point that you've had people furloughed for like 30 days and you're bleeding unemployment? That's when you sit down and you analyze all these employees that have been furloughed because of the government shutdown. And you've got, you know, a thousand names in your department and you go through each one of them one by one. I would think that anyone that is DSA, anyone that is working against our nation's interests, or may seem to be trying to work against our nation's interests, would be the one that is fired. Think about that for a moment. We have employees within our federal government that are working against us. People we cannot fire, people that we have not uh, stated to be, um, you know, elected into those positions, people that are low level, just admin, right? Think, how is it that one can actually rid themselves of them that's how they get rid of them by taking a look into them in a more detailed way the process is called riff right so this shutdown is costing is an opportunity actually for us to rid ourselves of federal employees that cannot be fired to be fired for their non-productive actions or their non-America first productive actions. This is quite interesting. I mean, we already know that the Democrats are losing a lot of money. We already know this. We already know that even the Coast Guard that protects our shores um, some people have been furloughed. I mean, you would think they patrol our borders. Who's going to get furloughed? So you need to pay attention to those speaking out of how they've been furloughed and think, why were they picked? 
uh, you know, the Coast Guard and customs of our water ports have slowed down the, I would say, import-export industry because now they have fewer eyes and process things a lot slower because the people processing things haven't been furloughed, haven't been considered non-essential employees. So when you see articles flying around from people throughout these agencies that have been furloughed, you need to take a think and say, well, why did they pick you? Do you wear roses? Do you clear things from customs faster than normal? Do containers that come in uh, get approved quicker without opening them, without checking them? You know, we saw a lot of that happening with Hobby Lobby, right? Um, Smuggling things. Uh, It was more Christian artifacts that they were trying to save, but... Hey, if you've got the money or if you're like Pelosi and other Democrats that own interest in companies that lease containers or transport companies, your stuff goes a lot quicker through the borders, doesn't it? Because it's the Speaker of the House's container. It's the Speaker of the House's truck and so that border patrol agent that would look at trucks where he's with 10 buddies and four of his buddies are selected to be furloughed you gotta think what do these four buddies have in common so when we're looking at this shutdown think of those that are coming out and making the most noise think of the democrats that are foaming at the mouth demanding that No wall will be done, just fix the shutdown. That's all they're for. Even Cher came out and said, just give him the wall so we don't have a shutdown. Sounds like even people in Hollywood are having problems with their import and exports. I'm wondering what they're importing and exporting. Having said that, this shutdown is going to be a lot more illuminating and just like President Trump said people that they didn't think would be exposed will be exposed and the thing is he didn't have to do it himself they did it all on their own because now that they've been entrapped with this government shutdown and standing so firm of no wall because they believe if they give in, even their far extreme leftists' camp will not show them support. They're stuck. Do we give in and let him have his wall? Or do we stand firm and mitigate the situation that he has created for us? They have the media, right? They have that idiot box talking to you 24-7, giving you their version of the news. And this is why every single lawsuit that President Trump has put forward against these corrupt former officers in our government, the former Secretary of State, Clinton, former President Obama. Can we talk Bushes? Can we talk Clinton? Can we talk 
all about that, maybe even the chief justice, let's talk. So none of these cases are visible to us. They're under lock and key. Why? Because if the mainstream media gets a hold of them, they will drive the narrative as they wish. So if the sentence says Hillary Clinton committed fraud, it would be like, you know, now they're claiming that she committed fraud. But on that, then they start the Clinton talking points to mitigate that phrase. This is what happens. This is why everything is under seal. Now, I know a lot of you would have loved to hear me talk about Barr, but I'm going to wait till all of the questions are done. Everybody knows that follows me knows how I feel about William Barr, but you also know that I believe that President Trump has appointed him for a specific reason. And before um, I wrap up for my first break, I'll tell you what. Think of it this way. Look at William Barr as he sits there and answers questions. He has the same stance, cockiness, kiss my ring, I'm the Dawn attitude that we saw coming from Comey, that we saw coming from Clapper and Brennan when they were questioned, where you could see that the Democrats questioning them were bowing down. William Barr is like old money, but he's old corrupt, right? He's old deep state. He is that old blood. Everyone in there is bootlicking him. Everyone in there is asking him questions to be stern because they're confused too. Why would President Trump put one of their leaders or one of their old money guys, you know, he's not old money, he's old, you know how we talk about old money, like people of the kingdom. So think of it that way. Why would President Trump appoint a guy like that for attorney general knowing that he is one of the biggest heads in the deep state, right? He's a guy that rolled out of law school at Columbia and rolled right into the CIA under the wings of Bush. And while Bush 41 had a three-term presidency because he was president during his VP-ship, I don't care what anybody says, Ronald Reagan, from the minute he got shot, Bush was calling the shots. Reagan was just up there. And that poor guy did the best he could to save face. And he was told how this is going to work out. This is what happens. This is how the deep state works. And William Barr ran everything under that guy's, under Bush's command, under the cabal's command. Remember, then he became a G for Bush 41. And he privatized prisons to make slavery legal. And then he helped facilitate in creating laws to round up all these low-level thugs that were selling their own cocaine and filled the prisons up and kind of helped Hillary Clinton with her whole super predator thing. Fill those prisons up. Make us license plates. Work for free. Privatization of prisons. Profiting off of criminals. And one would say, well, yeah, they pay their debt to society. Sure. But what if you're just criminalizing people just to make people pay their air quote debt to society? That's the way it was during the Clintons. That was the whole point of what they were doing. And William Barr helped that. So having him as AG, other people, I've heard point of views. I've had many conversations. Oh, it's possibly because Mueller might be embarrassed, you know, that he took it on the deep end and Barr might slap him and say, 
What were you doing? What were you thinking? You're not that smart. Other people are like, well, William Barr might be flipping on them. Well, I don't know, 50 years in the deep state, you're going to flip? I don't think so. He postured himself by talking about the Clintons before. He made himself known. Come on to the radar of Trump as a previous AG saying, hey, um, I think we need to look into Uranium One. Yep, that's how you get somebody's attention. He wanted himself to be scooped up, but here's the thing. President Trump doesn't nominate anyone because it's recommended. President Trump is going to do what President Trump wants, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And I'll showcase that to you while we talk about Syria and this bombing. This bombing in Syria, this suicide bombing supposedly from ISIS, I'm going to tell you, from what I hear, it's not ISIS. Well, can be, because... Turkey is part of ISIS, and I'll tell you how that's happening and why it's happening. President Trump is a genius. That's all I have to say. He's set fire to Turkey, and they're burning, and they're jumping, and they bite. They're in that trap. All we have to do is listen to what President Trump says and what Pompeo is saying. So stay tuned. Shortly after this break, we'll talk about Syria and then more on this caravan. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855 700 2978. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. 
Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Welcome back uh, to the second half hour of the first part of the Tory Says Show. Again, I remind you, in the next hour, we'll have Laura Loomer. And the phone line's open for questions to Laura or myself. As promised, let's talk about Syria. So this morning, the news was blowing up, just as I was tweeting about it, that there was a suicide bomber in Syria. And that ISIS claimed responsibility for it. Now, listen, ISIS never claims responsibility for it if they don't have one. There's no proof that they're in it, but they never claim responsibility for things if it's not it. Now, for those of you in front of a computer, um, you know, I would urge you to go to DuckDuckGo or Google and type the word Syria in and pull up the map. I just want you to see where Syria is on the map and kind of expand so you can see Iraq, Israel, um, you can see Turkey and Cyprus in there. Because I want you guys to get this bigger picture so you understand the um, geopolitics that are happening on there. Very strategic. And you'll see that everything we've, we've been talking about, oil pipelines, is coming to fruition here. You'll see exactly what we've been talking about. So let me walk you through it. And for those that don't have the map, I'll try to be descriptive as possible. I've explained many times how Turkey is the center and houses is kind of like the keys to the black oil kingdom of the Middle East for the European Union. Uh, As you know, our U.S. ambassador in Germany issued a letter to the European Union claiming that any uh, country that participates in purchasing oil and gas or involved in any pipeline transactions with Russia will be sanctioned. And we all know that 70% of the energy that Germany specifically gets is from Russia. So what President Trump did was use their words on a public platform. He said, you said that they are enemies. You said that they're taking advantage of the pipelines, you know, going through the sea, coming out through the Ukraine, going through Turkey. You said this. Your parliament said so. Your legal counsel says so, that they're an enemy. So we agree with you, EU. Now stop buying oil and gas from them. So what do they do? They have no choice but to admit that the oil and gas that they're buying off of Turkey is also coming from Iran. Huh, interesting. And I've demonstrated in other shows to you how Syria is really, really important for these pipelines and how uh, it's a hot mess uh, in regards to the Kurds there. 
So just to make it as simple as possible, for those that don't understand the dynamics of the Middle East, before World War II, Israel did not really exist. They had no borders. This was actually acknowledged after the massacre that happened, after Hitler, that they would give them borders and they gave them some grounds and they stayed there because they were uh, all already populating the area. They just never had the title of being Israel. And for that reason, there are many nations that did not sign this treaty. So an Israeli passport is not recognized in, in a lot of nations around the world, believe it or not. So that's because they didn't agree that they deserve borders. This is why we're having this conflict. But here's another tribe, because just like the Jewish population, they were kind of nomadic, but they stayed in the same area for centuries, right, is the Kurds. And I've said this before, uh, the crimes that supposedly Saddam Hussein did was mostly to northern Iraq, which um, housed what? Kurds. And the Kurds uh, claimed territory of um, southern uh, Turkey, uh, specifically the areas that border uh, Turkey and Syria, and northern Iraq. They claim that to be Kurdistan. The Kurdish do. And I've also told you how the Turkish... Uh, government slaughters Kurds on a daily basis. This is this has been ongoing and perpetuated. And this is one of the reasons why the EU could never take them into the EU as well, because countries like Italy, Spain, and Greece would say no. Look what they did. They invaded Cyprus. Cyprus is still invaded, guys. Something you don't know about. Cyprus is like this massive island. It's an independent country. We all... Um, Heard about Cyprus when the whole offshore banking, seizing accounts, curtailing accounts in Cyprus happened a few years ago. So just so you understand the real facts, it's Cyprus, this island, believe it or not, kind of like the way the British did it. You know, the British in the olden times would take all their real hard, bad criminals and they would ship them out to Australia and just leave them there. That's basically how Australia became. And the same thing happened with Cyprus from, uh, you know, eons ago, where during the kingdom of Greece, they would send all their bad criminals to Cyprus, just like oust them. So they, they, you know, they'd have to swim somewhere or use a boat and then they'd patrol it and not let them go. So it was kind of like a prison. We're talking centuries and centuries and centuries ago. So Cyprus is in this bay and sits and in, in is nestled where Turkey is, where Syria is. They're all uh, tidied in that corner, okay? They're all nestled in that bay. And that bay, they are in between where the, the shores of the Middle East are. Prime location, I'll tell you. Super prime location. Because if you look at the at the shores to enter the Middle East, you will see that it's uh, Syria that holds two huge ports. Then we have Lebanon, you know, Beirut, and Israel. That's basically um, what we see. So Syria is key. Syria is key for this pipeline that the European Union wants to pump through going forward to divert away from Turkey.
But Turkey, on the other hand, says, no, you're not having it. They're not going to do it. You're, you know, we're going to take Syria and reorganize our borders and take over. The same way they did with Cyprus, because they saw that the British were entering into Cyprus. Remember, the, the, the Cyprus has a Cypriot pound. They were owned by the crown. Right. So they knew exactly what the plan was. So Turkey came in in 1974 and confiscated half of this island. It's pretty much almost uninhabited. They literally massacred all these Cypriots or some of them ran away enough where they drew a line between this, you know, in the middle of this island, in the middle of this country and said, well, the northeastern part is all Turkish. That northeastern part that has this long tail of ports. So right now we have Latakia and Tarsus, the two big ports. And what's Tarsus? One of the biggest Russian naval bases to have some presence in the Middle East and in the Mediterranean because, you know, the EU kind of ousted them from everywhere else. And then we have Israel, who's fighting for positioning, who's fighting for borders. <laughs> People, this is just so transparent. But here's where the heat is on and where this Syrian uh, you know, suicide bomb- bomber is just so coincidental. So this, these past five days, we've had super developments. So we've had the Sultan, you know, and Erd- Erdogan talking about how they have America in their pocket and how President Trump allowed them to penetrate 30 kilometers in from their southern border, which is the northern border of Syria to help supposedly um, fight ISIS. But the thing is, is that the actual Turkish government from Ankara has this uh, uh, radical group called FLN. So basically, this group signed an agreement on Tuesday. This is yesterday, and this happened early in the morning, their hours yesterday, a treaty with Al-Qaeda and Hamas offering to provide them uh, a truce, if you may, for territory. Because they all uh, kind of want the same things, right? They want the same things. They want, uh, you know, to uh, take over. They want to eradicate the Kurds. Because the Kurds are not only a thorn to Turkey, but also Iraq and Iran. They've been fighting for borders for God knows how long. So what we have is that now that Turkey had gotten the okay to enter 30 kilometers in from President Trump, and they were like, see, we did this. We have him right where we wanted. Well, I guess President Trump set up another trap. And people like Erdogan, which are hated by both sides, because remember, the EU despises them. They despise the fact that they entrusted them with their pipelines to provide oil. They despise the fact that they do not listen and will do what they wish. In this past week, they have been extremely aggressive in the Mediterranean. 
And now we see that the minute they get the okay to take up those 30 kilometers in Idlib, which is a one of the closest cities to the borders of Turkey in Syria, has been provided by treaty from this extremist Ankara group, right, FLN, they've offered them that land. So now we have Hamas, al-Nusra, al-Qaeda forces in Idlib, which is just, you know, a few hundred kilometers away from Latakia, which is one of the major ports of Syria. So this, coupled with the news that the head of Hamas is sick, that he is in Beirut, rushed to hospital, not Hamas, Hezbollah, right? Because Hassan Nasrallah is actually sick. He's suffering cancer. He's one of the leaders. And supposedly he's in a hospital in Beirut, according to Jerry Mayer, who's a Lebanese reporter out of Europe. He tweeted about it. And then we have Hezbollah responding to that on Twitter. We have Hezbollah on Twitter, but we don't have Laura Loomer. Just get that through your head, okay? So now it's been reported that he's in, in Beirut, in critical condition. And he's, he's been ill for many weeks. So we've got Hezbollah's leader dying. We've got them, uh, you know, actively on social media denying such things, right? Um, he, there are also sources, um, like from the uh, Jewish paper, Marif, uh, that are talking about the death of uh, um, Nasrallah um, in an Iranian hospital. So... This is happening. All, all of this happened yesterday. All of this. We had the Turkish uh, Erdogan puppet who thinks he's smarter than others and he's going to be destroyed. Um, you know, getting aggressive in the Mediterranean where the Greeks are now in talks with Russia. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. And we're going to revisit this. Based on what Pompeo and Bolton have been putting out there is that they've been stressing the importance of protecting the Kurdish soldiers, soldiers, right? They have made this clear in every single speech that they have been giving in regards to the situation in Syria. Now, in Syria, us pulling out didn't mean we were going to leave a vacuum because Blackwater, which is run by Eric Prince, right, was going to have security, private security forces in there to help support and facilitate the transition of U.S. military troops being pulled out. And he's in there. That was reported by the Independent. But not a lot of you heard about that. So there wasn't going to be a vacuum. We're just like, OK, just everyone pack up. Let's go home. Just let them deal with it. No, we have mitigation in, 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 in process. And this is done from this private security firm Blackwater. So we've got replacements for our troops to ease off. We've got um, Turkey um, attacking the Kurds and trying to, trying to gain border, which they got their blessing from President Trump. But here's the thing. The, the NATO actually entered. So now during these 30 kilometers, we have the Turks coming in to supposedly mitigate the terrorists, but they're killing Kurds. And then you have NATO in there trying to stop the Turks from killing the Kurds. Like it is a hot mess and they are threatening Russia's position too remember Russia's interest in Syria is one I have a naval base there I will always protect you so they can never 
take your country and you know divert oil from Qatar through you and dive you know in in essence stop me from selling oil financial interest they've 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 locked a relationship and I get it that's how you make buddies right you all have each other's back so I'm going to tell you something that's going to be incredible we are going to see Russia come down super hard on Turkey and they will not only come super hard but there will be no Turkey it will be gone the Turkey that was created by stealing land from the Armenians, the Greeks, and the Cypriots will all be redistributed. Russia won't even take it. It'll be like, wait a minute, these were your borders, take it. Armenia, these were yours, take it. Cyprus, this was yours, take it. You know, in all bordering countries, take it. And what's left is borders to create Kurdistan. And I'm okay to eat my words. Give it, you know, 24 months. Right after 2020, we're going to see this all come into action because this is the prelude. We've got these terrorists that are funded by globalists and they are using the um, aggression of Turkey, which are so dumb. They look like the dumb jock of politics nobody likes them they're just friends with them because they're aggressive and will do the dirty work for them thinking that they're cool you're not you're the sucker because right now Pompeo has told all Arab nations and that should tell everyone everything look at the Arab nations we saw the crown prince high-five Russia. They're in competition for all, high-fiving each other. They know what they're doing. We have the Saudis supporting Israel. They're the ones most vocal about this attack on Netanyahu. They, look, whenever, in forever, ever, have you ever seen an Arab nation support Israel? But they're doing it now because they realize the game is just about oil and it's a time that people understand it. This game has been going on way too long. The stakes are way too high and too many people are dying and it's time that people take control of their countries. So this Syria bombing was not chance. We had, you know, terrorists being provided territory controlled by FLN in Idlib, we have, you know, um, Nasrallah probably dead or sick either in Iran or Beirut. And we have Turkey entering into Syria 30 kilometers in. And we all know who lives in the northern part of Syria fending off Hamas, Hezbollah, and all these other terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda, etc. It's the Kurds. And who has bad blood between them? It's the Kurds and the Turks. The Turks can't stand the Kurds because they're claiming back their territory and they're like, you don't have any. And so now they just want to gain more. And the EU has no control. You cannot control a country like Turkey. They are impulsive and they are fanatic. And this is the very reason if anyone looks into history of discussions between the Arab bloc down in the Middle East and even Africa, none of them will consider them Islam brothers because they are fanatics and extremists. This is fact. This isn't just, you know, oh, yeah, they're crazy. No, they are. Nobody likes Turkey. They're that kid that nobody wants to play with, and the Europeans thought they'd be smarter. The Germans thought they'd be smarter. They thought that they could get rid of Turkey when the time came to take over. They tried to demonstrate that with that coup. But they're losing because now we have President Trump who's making it all come to the surface. And soon, so many are being exposed, it's ridiculous. 
So this bombing was expected. And these soldiers that died in vain was expected because they are going insane. They are losing everything. They are losing everything. Now, um, shifting a few gears in regards to Syria and the whole, you know, actual reason, which is just money. Okay, it's not about terrorism. We funded these terrorists to just bully, not we only, right? The globalist cabal together funded these terrorist cells, these mercenaries that will fight for the highest price, right? We funded them to floor and annihilate these nations for interests of controlling the Middle East. And it's about time people wake up to that. But shifting gears, let's go on to border because uh, we're going to have Laura Loomer after the top of the hour break on. Uh, you have to understand that this border issue is no joke. I've mentioned it many times. The president's tried to make it clear. And anytime I get on a liberal site or, you know, Heidi Heidkamp's brother's radio show site or Facebook, I troll them like nobody's business. You know, which I kind of think that Heidi Heitkamp is going to try to run for president. She's going to fail because, like I said, the only candidate that will probably have chances of cinching the DNC nomination is Yang because he's giving away free money. And for those that are asleep, the sleepwalking Americans that have no aspirations, degrees that can't even get them jobs at Starbucks, that have school debt and demand society to relieve them of this debt because it's their fault they have the debt, um, those will be voting for him. They don't care about politics. They care about themselves and how life can be easy and dictated and they can be allocated and free because they think that if a socialist environment comes to play that they suddenly have a choice. They don't know what communism is. You know, communism is that your government says, hey, look at you. You have a slender figure. Your bone structure is like, you're going to train and be a ballerina, but I don't want to. I want to be a scientist. I don't care. Your genetics say that you'll be a great ballerina. Oh, look at you. You're like this, this, this you have the features and the genetics of someone that's a great mathematician you're going to study math but I want to be an artist I don't care you will not function properly in society as an artist you will be a mathematician that's what socialism that's what communism is they will tell you what job or what you need to be doing to be productive um you know I watched this um movie and I forget the title gosh darn it with Nicolas Cage have you guys seen it where it's like um, non-productive citizens were being sent off to some place, right? Um, and he was going and interviewing them saying that you're not producing as a citizen, so you're going to go to like this new place called Eden. Turns out Eden was BS. They were just putting them in a furnace and burning them and getting rid of humans that were in society that were just mooching and getting unemployment and not being productive citizens. And that would include children too. So it was a it was a pretty cool movie. I catched it on Netflix. And I forgot the name of it. If it comes to me during the show, I'll let you guys know. But that's exactly what socialism is. You're not productive, you're out. And these non-productive individuals are going to vote in people that are going to promise them that they're going to help them with money so they can continue to be non-productive. And it's going to come to the turning point where they're going to be like, well, you have to be productive, so now we're just going to off you or get rid of you. 
So this border is helping that. This border is helping getting people that they want. But I've been more vocal about the criminal organizations that are using the border. We're talking child and human trafficking. We're talking terrorists that are coming through because it's never just the Mexican and the Hondurans and the Costa Ricans and the South Americans that are coming up here. You know, those are just pawns. They're just added color, you know, so they can mask the people they want to get in, which are what? The Pakistanis, the Kazakis, the Uzbekis, the Iranians, the terrorists that are coming in from places like Liberia and Somalia, those people. Those are the people coming. And you know what? Guess what? There was an article published today where it says um, it was it was published in the Washington Examiner about ranchers and farmers near the U.S.-Mexican borders finding prayer rugs, you know, Muslim prayer rugs. And it's really scary. Like they're scared to talk about it because they're worried about retaliation from the cartels because the cartels are making millions upon millions for bringing in these terrorists in. It's incredible. We have terrorists coming through our border and the Democrats are sitting on it. They want them to come in. They want chaos. They want another 9-11 because with 9-11, they get to take away more rights that you have. They get to tell you how unstable the government is and it's all President Trump's fault that we're getting bombed on because he's doing it wrong and he's not taking out ISIS. Because if you notice with this ISIS suicide bomber, first of all, how did CNN find out? You could say, well, they had eyes on the ground. Well, hmm, this is all planned, guys. They're going to to try to demonstrate because now they're saying, oh, I thought you took care of ISIS. Look at that. And it's like, it's a suicide bomber, dude. And ISIS took it. And it's not. I guarantee you it's Turkish. Turkish. Guarantee you. But the Democrats won't tell you about all the criminals that are coming through our border, all the terrorists that are coming through our border and not just the ones coming through organized programs as terrorists from from companies like Lutheran Social Services, which if you're Lutheran, you should be pissed. But the border where we don't know where they're coming from and how they're getting in here. Remember, they rounded up a bunch of West Africans. They rounded up a bunch of Pakistanis. They said it out of a thousand people, 538 of them were not from Central America or Mexico. After this break, we'll have Laura Loomer on and she'll take questions and we'll get into this invasion of our country by terrorists. See you all in a few. Welcome back, host. Have a great show.
we'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Tori, for the second half. And as you know, it's Wednesdays with Laura Loomer. She's currently en route to her next project. Remember, you can always fund her at paypal.me backslash Laura Loomer because she's funded by the people for the people always. So... What I want all of you to know is that um, what I was talking about right before the break was that uh, it's being reported now that prayer rugs are being found by the border and people are now speaking up. Uh, This is in New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. Uh, This actually substantiates everything that we've heard from the president and ICE, that we're not just looking at illegal immigrants coming in from Mexico or Guatemala or anywhere else, but they're coming from countries that are trying to penetrate our borders, and we might be in danger of another 9-11. This is a national security emergency. Uh, Laura, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to hear about your trip to the border and how it all came about and um, what you realized and what your take-homes are from what happened at Pelosi's property by, uh, you know, deporting you from her land. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm on my way now. I'm leaving California. But uh, this week, for the last several days, I've been uh, between Arizona, the U.S.-Mexico border, Mexico, California. And I, I took a trip down there because, as you know, the government shut down because the Democrats just don't want to compromise on border security with Trump and give them the $5 billion uh, approval in the budget for, uh, for, for a wall so that we can protect and secure our borders and American citizens. And I wanted to show, you know, just how unsecure things were since Jim Acosta, uh, his video went so viral of him, you know, standing behind a wall, which, of course, there's not going to be any crime in that area because there's a wall. Well, that video is going to be... But what I was really interested in is seeing if Nancy Pelosi meant what she said. You know, she's been saying that a wall is an immorality. And Nancy Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House, said that everybody's welcome here. I mean, according to Nancy Pelosi, asylum is a human right, and everyone is welcome here. Her nephew, Gavin Newsom, was just sworn in as governor of California. And Gavin Newsom believes that every single person deserves to live in the United States, regardless of whether they come here illegally, regardless of whether they're a criminal, a rapist, a murderer. You know, I mean, Gavin Gavin Newsom loves sanctuary cities. He wants to make this a total sanctuary state. And that's his goal. I mean, his first line item um, as governor after being sworn in a few days ago was giving uh, or proposing legislation for a bill to give free health care to all illegal aliens in, in the state of California, which, of course, would bankrupt the state because that is another, you know, several, uh, you know, several, uh, you know, tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars that the taxpayers in California have to pay. So, you know, it's it's a problem. It is a real crisis. This is not a manufactured crisis. Democrats want want you to think. 
And uh, that's why I decided to go to Casa de Nancy, and I brought some illegal aliens with me. I brought some real illegal aliens from Guatemala and Mexico to Nancy Pelosi's multimillion-dollar mansion in Napa Valley, which is worth about $25 million. And she had a nice little fence there, but, you know, no problem because everyone's welcome here. I just hopped over her little fence with my amigos from Mexico and Guatemala, and we pitched a tent in her yard, you know, because according to Nancy— uh, California is a sanctuary state, and everyone is welcome. And, uh, you know, we were there for, for several hours, and the illegal aliens and I, we even tried to open Nancy Pelosi's door. We even tried to open Nancy's door, but her doors were locked. I mean, I thought locks were her biggest. I'm so confused, right? And at the end right. of the day, what ended up happening is um, is uh, police showed up. So Nancy Pelosi called the cops on us, and the police were trying to tell us that we were trespassing. But I don't understand how you know that that's 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 plausible i don't even know what trespassing is because how do you have trespassing when you have no borders i mean i thought that there were no borders in this country because everyone was welcome here right exactly. but apparently illegals are not welcome at nancy pelosi's mansion they're welcome everywhere else as long as nancy isn't putting the bill and paying the price so you know at the end of the day nancy pelosi is a hypocrite and uh she literally had an American dreamer, myself, and three illegal aliens from Mexico and Guatemala deported from her mansion. Exactly. And you know what's interesting is, is that, uh, you know, she, how many illegal immigrants have trespassed exactly. to American homes and killed Americans? Right. And they are well, free how many, to go. How many illegal trespass into our borders? I mean, if, if Nancy That's our backyard. cares about trespassing so much, what is she going to do about the, what, 20 million illegals who have trespassed into our country already? Exactly. And the thing is, these illegals aren't always like the amigos that you found, because now it's coming to light that out of a thousand people that were captured, 538 of them were coming from countries that are festering with terrorism, that are linked to Hamas and Hezbollah and all of these uh, terror cells from Pakistan, from Somalia, from Liberia, from Iran. You know, they're all coming here and now they're finding prayer rugs like how many terrorists are crossing the border every day planning another 9-11 right you know how is she yeah well uh one of the uh, one of the illegals that uh we found had has a criminal record i guess he was telling us that he was supposed to self-deport and you know you can see in the video my live stream which now has gone viral i mean it's 17 millions of times on social media and it's only been a little over 24 hours uh you know when the police showed up they couldn't even provide identification. Like, these illegals couldn't even provide proper ID. And it's kind of funny that the uh, that the police here in California are asking me and the illegals to show ID because ID was racist. I mean, they didn't ask they didn't ask all the illegals who live here that are on the on the voter sheets in California and across the country to show ID when they voted for people like Nancy and her nephew Gavin Newsom. So how can we have to show ID when we're at Nancy's casa? I mean, I thought everyone was welcome there. You know, we just wanted to have some of her wine. She lives on a fancy winery, of a vineyard, and you know, we just wanted to make a sandwich and maybe go try out her bed and take a nap. You know, because we're it's, exhausted. Right. We came all the way from Mexico and Guatemala, but uh, yeah, that's guess, that's uh, a hypocrisy. Guess, you know, everything changes. Everything changes because there's two sets of rules. The Democrats don't live up to their own uh, their own rules and expectations, right? Exactly. They want all the Americans to foot the bill for all the illegals, and they want 
us to have to deal with people who refuse to assimilate and people who commit crimes and rape our kids and bring you know, disease. Get in, get in drunk driving accidents and kill officers. We have to deal with that. But Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom, they're too good. They're too good to deal with the cost of illegal immigration in the United States of America. Well, maybe they're making money off of it. I mean, you know, that um, Casa de Nancy, as um, I reported, and you know this, um, she got a big $25 million mortgage in December of 2017 on that. She mortgaged her property. Means that Nancy's belt is getting a little bit tight, and you wonder, with all this uh, activity of us trying to protect our border, if she's losing out money because the border's um, being uh, monitored more closely. It's pretty incredible. Well, I don't know. But... Tell us what you saw at the border. How easy was it to cross the border, and what kind of people were you seeing? Well, I'm gonna cross... be, I'm gonna be releasing the video, so I wanna I wanna wait till my video comes out, but I'll be releasing my video. And you can see it then. Okay. Well, I've been to a borderless border before, and it's really easy to cross it. You know, uh, you'll see people crossing the border all the time. And even when Acosta was doing his video by the river, you know that he was actually videotaping, you know, like a selfie way. But right behind his phone directly, there was a boat patrolling the river. We had our border security. That's why it was peaceful, because they go up and down the river. I mean, is it incredible how they don't report facts how he was taking video of himself in bordered areas claiming there was peace but didn't go where you've been and where i've been where you can see them running through with the freely you can go back and forth on the border and no one will tell you anything well facts don't matter the facts don't matter didn't you hear nancy pelosi and alexandria Castillo cortez it doesn't matter if you're factually correct. It doesn't matter if the illegals are killing and raping people, all right? What matters is morality, and a wall is an immorality. Those illegal aliens who murdered Officer or, or, or Corporal Singh and Kate Steinle, they're more American than me and you. According to Nancy and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they are more American than me and you. They come here, they take free everything, they don't pay their taxes, they kill Americans, and they are more American than me and you, Tori. So stop it with that factual nonsense. We don't talk about facts here. Right? I know. We're Democrats. Did right? you, we don't care about I know, I know. And did you hear what McConnell said about the Democrats? He said that they're anti-Israel. Did you hear that speech where he said that the Democrats oh, are anti-Israel? Well, he better be careful. He, he, better be, he better be careful or else he's going to get banned on Twitter like I am for pointing out the fact that the Democrats hate the Jews. You're not allowed to talk about that on social media because all the investors are Muslim. So, you know, be careful, Mitch McConnell, because you're going to get banned like me. You're going to get banned for posting facts about Jew haters in America. Right. Listen to this, Laura. I'm going to play it for you. It's going to, like, the way he said it was just perfect. And it's like, this is coming from the U.S. Senate Majority Leader. And he said, supporting Israel? Really? Take a listen to this. Let me load this video. It's going to drive you insane. Oh. Yeah, he was like, are you supporting Israel, really? He's like, listen, Mr. President, this is what's really going on. It was pretty incredible. Listen to this. But picking a political fight with the president, boy, they're up for that one every day. This is the key to understanding this unusual moment, Mr. President. This is the central principle. Democrats have made a marketing decision 
to obstruct President Trump at all costs, even if it hurts substantive priorities they used to support. That's why we're in day 26 of this partial government shutdown, with Democrats refusing to even show up and negotiate on funds for border security, which they used to brag about supporting. The Democrats have decided that aid for Israel and help for the people of Syria are not worthy of this body's time. Political obstruction is their top priority. Everything else follows from that. Supporting Israel, not too interesting to my friends across the aisle, but picking a political... Did you hear that? He called them out. He said that they don't support Israel. They don't support, they don't want to fund Israel. They don't want to help the situation in Syria. You know, and they're totally anti-Semitic. Like this is Mitch McConnell uh, calling this out. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because we're seeing Israel take a lot of heat and we're seeing people like the crown prince of Saudi Arabia supporting Israel, which is insane. This has never happened before. I mean, we are seeing an anti-Jewish rhetoric. We have Rashida peddling that. We've got Ocasio peddling that. We've got, you know, Ilhan Omar. And now the Democrats are in full effect refusing to fund Israel in supporting, uh, you know, the fight against ISIS. What are your thoughts on that as a Jew? Well, it's everything I've been saying. I mean, to to be Jewish and support the Democrats is like, you might as well just go commit suicide because it's like having a suicide gene, right? I mean, you're standing with people who literally want to kill you. So, you know, I, I have always been an advocate for uh, Jews leaving the Democrat Party and voting Republican, you know, simply because it's a matter of survival. Because the Democrats, as you can see from uh, their support and refusal to condemn Rashida and Ilhan Omar, who support Hamas, they are in support of BDS. They want to boycott Jewish businesses. They want to put a boycott on Israel so that Israel suffers and gets eradicated by Islamic terrorist organizations and hostile uh, Muslim nations that border it on every single uh, on, on every single corner. And that's their goal. I mean, we literally have jihadis in Congress right now who wiped Israel off the map after being sworn in. They, they replaced it with a sticky note that said Palestine. I mean, there is literally no such thing as Palestine, right? Yet you have these women who refuse to condemn terrorist organizations trying to tell us that there is a Palestine and that Israel doesn't exist. Oh, well, well, well I'm sorry. You know, are, are, these women, are these women going to recognize the fact that Trump made or recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel? Or are they just going to keep, you know, trying to tell us and throw it in our face, like how Muslim they are and how proud they are to be Islamic? I mean... I have a question. How many times is the word Jerusalem mentioned in the Quran? Do you know the answer? No, tell us. Zero. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any more of this nonsense about how Jerusalem belongs to the Muslims and that how Jerusalem is the capital of Palestine. I and mean, we have such uneducated, ignorant people in our Congress now. I mean, people who are actually standing with terrorist organizations. I don't know if you saw this the other day, but Rashida Tlaib was actually photographed with, um, you know, with, uh, with a Hezbollah, prominent Hezbollah activist, someone who called for the eradication of Jews in Israel. And then what did she say when people call her out for it? She goes, oh, well, right-wingers are attacking me because I'm Muslim. Just get over the fact that I'm Muslim. Like, I'm just so sick of these Muslims, like, trying to excuse the fact that they have ties to terrorists and their affiliation with terrorist organizations by saying I'm Muslim, deal with it. Like, no, 
You either assimilate or get the hell out of this country. That's right? we exactly. Don't, we don't stand with Islamic terrorist organizations here in America. We we recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization. If you don't want to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, get the hell out. No, I agreed. And, you know, now there's a lot of heat going on in the Middle East about the rumors of uh, the leader of Hezbollah, Hassan Nasrallah, being dead or being gravely ill. One Lebanese, uh, you know, reporter, uh, Jerry Mayer out of Europe, says that he's uh, being housed in Beirut at a hospital because he's suffering cancer. But Mariv, uh, which is an Israeli paper, uh, said that he died in Iran. Right, but they're reporting, the Israeli papers are saying, according to their intel, he's actually in an Iranian hospital where he passed away and that uh, Nasrallah is dead. So Hezbollah is is, has lost their leader and they're, cover, they're trying to cover it up. And you know what I mentioned? Did you know that leaders of Hezbollah have a Twitter account and you don't? Yeah, Hamas has a Twitter account. All these terrorist organizations, Los Farrakhan, I mean... Siraj Wahaj, who, of course, is uh, friends of Linda Sarsour and is an imam who was a co-conspirator in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, and his son was recently arrested for participating in the, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that compound in New Mexico where they basically had a bunch of kids that they were training to be school shooters. He has a Twitter account. Twitter is giving actual terrorists Twitter accounts. I mean, look, uh, Medinajad, he killed gays. He hanged gays. He has a Twitter account. I thought I thought that I thought that Twitter monitored off-platform behavior. So apparently, being a Jewish conservative journalist with an opinion and supporting President Trump is worse than hanging gays from a crane, according to Jack Dorsey. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could. I, I would love to know the reason why, but I think it has something to do with the fact that. Uh, Oh, oh, I don't know. Prince Al-Wali bin Talal, a Saudi prince, owns more Twitter stock than Jack Dorsey, right? That might explain the fact as to why terrorists have Twitter accounts, but Jewish journalists like myself don't. Well, you know, um, I I was talking about this yesterday, but, you know, President Trump did something amazing. In the USMCA, he actually slotted in some protections for these uh, social media platforms uh, to not be held responsible for content uh, if they're censoring, which means now that the law and the precedent, once this is actually fully in effect and rolled out, means that Twitter is no longer a free platform but acting as a publisher. So cases that you have pending, you know, um, that Larry Clayman has in will now have the basis to sue them because they are cherry picking what their regulations are in regards to it. So I hear it's raining where you are right now, traveling to your destination. Yeah, it's raining. I'm going to have to get off because it's downpouring pretty hard and I'm on my way to the airport and it's, uh, the roads are getting kind of nasty, but I'll, uh, you know, I stay tuned, guys, because I have a lot of a lot more Loomer videos and investigations coming soon. And I just wanted to get on the show today to update all of you. But she's in the middle of traveling right now. Right yeah. Now. With bad weather. And just so you guys know, again, she is fully funded by you. Everything she does is funded by you. So you can PayPal dot me backslash Laura Loomer and see more of this because we need a lot more journalism where it's boots on the ground. And Laura, maybe next time uh, we'll do it together. I would totally sit down and camp out in Pelosi's backyard to make a point Yeah, because it's 
it's important I mean, that people look, realize the hypocrisy. We got, of, we got a lot of rich Democrats. We got a lot of rich Democrats in this country who have really big homes and mansions that have a lot of room. And, you know, I, I mean, all these homeless people, uh, you know, a lot of the terrorists, uh, these illegal aliens, they're going to need sanctuary. So, you know, it, I'm going to be I'm going to be going on a tour to go find all these sanctuaries. I'm going to go sightseeing. And it's great. You know, I heard Airbnb is anti-Jewish. Airbnb hates the Jews. So I can't really use Airbnb anymore. But it's wonderful because now I can just go stay at all the homes of like these rich Democrats. I hear they're so welcoming and they're so hospitable. So I'm going to go check it out and, you know, I'm going to save money on Airbnb. It's going to be great. But if yeah. you, I got to I got to buy plane tickets somehow. So if you want me to. If you want me to go sightseeing and report back to you what all these tensions look like, let me know, you know, because uh, because uh, we got to go find a place to live, especially since I've been banned everywhere. I mean, I don't even know how I'm going to pay my bills soon. You know, the Democrats and the leftists are trying to shut me down simply for reporting the truth. I can't even function as a journalist in America anymore. So I'm going to need a sanctuary sometime soon. And I don't know, Nancy Pelosi wasn't too happy and. I didn't really feel welcome there, so I'm going to go try to see if Chuck Schumer or maybe Gavin Newsom or Maxine Waters uh, wants to wants to lend me a place on their lawn. Yeah, did you hear about Maxine Waters and her comments about supporting, uh, uh, you know, Sharia? That was pretty incredible that she's jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah, Maxine Waters. Yeah, Maxine Waters. She, she loves the Sharia. She loves the Sharia. I don't but, know. Uh, These are all closet yeah, Sharia promoters. Too. All of them. And you were right about... Because I got a lot of stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I said, stay tuned. I got a lot of stuff coming in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, and it's important that everybody knows that Laura, while she was hitting hard on Minnesota, was 100% right. Uh, Minnesota is actually going to proclaim themselves to be a sanctuary state now. And um, you were right all along. You know, they have their care guy who, by the way, I didn't even realize visited North Dakota to promote care agenda in Bismarck and Fargo. You know, that would totally make sense why we have an Islamic school of Fargo now. And so, you know, for my state, it's pretty scary because, uh, you know, even the city council in Fargo was like, we need to stop bringing these people in because you're not checking them out. You're not doing the proper checks. And he was just talking about TB. 97% of them that came in have latent form TB and they're not being screened correctly. So Laura, I can't wait to see what's next. Everyone um, has been sending in questions and it was more so, you know, how you came up with the idea of going there um, and how you found these uh, illegal amigos to go to Casa de Nancy. So um, that was basically their questions that were coming in, like to find out how you came up with it. But like Laura said, you fund her. If you're in a state and you want to expose someone, get in contact with her. Send her an email. PayPal her and put in the comment, I want you to fly here. This is money to fly here and expose this guy. And she will do it because she is a journalist that follows the news. Remember, we make the news. Isn't that right, Laura? Because the mainstream media doesn't report it. We make we make the news and, you know, look, I mean, the mainstream media, all they do is whine about Nancy Pelosi and the pundits at Fox News. They just complain about they complain about how the Democrats have walls. But then when someone actually does something, you know, I don't see them talking about it. How come Fox News hasn't had me on to talk about this? Right. So, you know, don't be duped by these people who are just keyboard warriors and people who are just outraged, uh, 
you know, outreach merchants, as I like to call them, people who capitalize off the outreach and not really, they don't really do anything, right? Because I'm actually taking the fight to the streets and I'm actually like, you know, confronting these people head on and exposing people. I'm not just joking about it. I'm not just, you know, criticizing people. I'm not going to, you know, sit back and just criticize Nancy for having a wall. I'm going to go to her, I'm going to go to her house like I did and I'm going to show people how hypocritical this is and it's effective and it works and you know people now see what a liar and a hypocrite these democrats truly are but uh you know this is this is why it's important for people to support my work of course because i don't get george soros to pay my bills right i don't get a multi-million dollar salary from or a charity to pay it right the fact that my reporting is better yeah, no, exactly. And thank you for hopping on. Even though uh, you're in the middle of traveling, we want you to travel safe and uh, we'll connect again and we'll have you here on Wednesday. Um, everyone, again, you can go to lauralumer.us and find her here on Wednesdays uh, so you can talk with Laura and ask her questions. But unfortunately, she's traveling today and she's been right. And I think it's about time conservatives confront you know, their elected officials that are operating against their interest and that we take it to the streets because just like Mike, Mike Cernovich actually mentioned that he said that he said what Laura did isn't surprising because once you silence someone and you take away their platform to free speech, they will find a way to infiltrate your channels. And she has done just that. All of us have to do that. You know, they've been silencing you. Like I showcased Nancy Pelosi owns most of these companies that process credit card fees. They silence gab by taking away their ability to process fees they've banned people from patreon because they don't agree with rules and agreements so they're t attacking our finances too now to ensure the silence laura thank you please travel safe we love you Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk Thank to you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Travel safe. And guys, I'll be back after the break where we'll analyze exactly what Laura's been talking about. And I'll tell you more about the activities of illegal immigrants and refugees penetrating our country. See you in a few. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 855- 729-78. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. 
If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com With a lot of my listeners that call and text, and I appreciate it, uh, the number to call in is 215-867-8255 cuz it's really hard to patch in my cell phone, guys. So, what we're talking about is this border. And um, you know, Laura kind of gave you the heads up. Uh she did go to the border and taped the reality of what goes on in those areas where there is no wall or no fence or no port. And I've been stressing this not so much on the fact of illegal immigration, but more so on the fact of the type of people and their activities coming through the border. Forget about the illegal immigrants trying to mooch off our government for a second. Let's just forget about them. Let's take them out of the equation and focus on the things that are important. Terrorists. Those people that have flown in uh, to, you know, Colombia and made their way up the border. Those that flew into Honduras or Costa Rica with um, tourist visas on fake passports because, you know, their checks are not as stringent as other uh, more developed countries, right? So they come in. So we've got Mohammed coming in from whatever country he wants, who's um, ready to be one of those ISIS suicide bombers. And he comes in and flies into Honduras on a fake passport or a real one. And makes his way up to the Mex- to the southern border of America through Mexico. And he crosses the border and hooks up with the sleepers. You know, kind of like uh, the guy that was arrested that had the slave that we talked about yesterday. You know, how Toure, President, former President Toure's son of Guinea, was living in Texas and had a house slave and was getting 200000 upwards of $200,000 a year in foreign deposits and never worked a day in his life. Those kinds of people. Those people that don't work and just have money or have shell fake companies where they get funneled money. This is how they purchase products to create these bombs. This is how they organize. This is how they discuss. This is how they buy 
organizations uh, and put them up as religious organizations like new mosques. It is really important that we pay attention to what they're not talking about. Nobody wants to touch the fact that we get terrorists coming in. That is an important point. We talked about child and human trafficking. You cannot even quantify how many kids are stuffed in some dude's trunk running over the border that has no fence. You can't because it's that many. They average about 2,000 people cross our border illegally every day. They average it. They just assume it, you know, based on whatever they can quantify. It's probably even more. I mean, if Laura caught so many on tape, I mean, how many do you think are coming across, you know, 2,000 miles of unwalled area? How many of those are terrorists? You only need one, right? You only need one idiot to strap a bomb to his chest and walk into a building. You only need one. One guy that will instill fear everywhere. You only need one clown to do it. Just one. That is what you need to focus on. These cartels don't care about who they are they're smuggling. They will make sure that they bring them over. They don't care. It's about money. And if the cartels can guarantee themselves from someone to get half a million dollars to smuggle a guy through, you know they're going to do it. They're going to smuggle this guy through. They're going to put him in there. And then one day we will wake up to the news where some building's on fire and people have been dying just like that morning when 9-11 happened. And it's because they don't want a wall because obviously kids and young women and men being trafficked to be sexual slaves just plain old slaves or to take part in some underground experimentation or to be organ donors isn't enough to tell them oh these poor children all right well let's talk about terrorism because how many of you on the left on the far, far left who believe in open borders and not shaving your armpits and um, drinking your lattes and coloring your hair every color of the rainbow, how many of you can fathom the idea of walking into a building and being blown to bits by some random guy? I don't think you can put a conspiracy hat on that one because we've seen that movie before, haven't we? How many of you granola munchers can picture yourself in some field, you know, having beers, smoking your joints and partying and suddenly guns a-blazing to take you out? These aren't going to be people that live in America that do it. These are going to be terrorists that have come through this open border to do it. They're not going to tell you they're terrorists. They're just going to walk on through. They're going to have cash, tons of it. In my little city in North Dakota, just a couple years ago, a property was purchased, $92,000 in cash. That property is labeled as the Islam Society of my city. They're supposedly building a mosque, but it hasn't been built. They even ran a GoFundMe asking for money. They got a couple thousand raised. We have CARE representatives coming to our state. They're buying properties cash, not a loan, 
cash. These people have money. 92000 isn't a lot, right? It is a lot. When you think this guy is a refugee and has $92,000 to spare to purchase a property to repurpose it for, as he quotes, religious reasons and hasn't paid taxes for religious reasons because it's a religious institution. Did you know, look up, go to your state, Secretary of State, the, you know, page and go into the business search and just type in Islamic. How many of you will see foreign entities having a presence in your state that are registered out of Virginia as foreign companies? How many of you will see that you probably have Islamic schools and you don't even know about it because they're there right in your backyard? And they're walking through the borderless, fenceless backyard that we have on the southern border, penetrating us every day. And you know, a lot of people will be like, well, that's Islamophobic. No, it's not. It's reality. Unfortunately, these terrorists are weaponizing their religion. Okay, they're weaponizing their religion. They're justifying what they're doing by radicalizing their religion. It's kind of like in the back in the days when they used to radicalize Christian Christianity, didn't they? They did. They would chop people's heads off in the name of the Lord. This happens. This is a reality. This has happened in all religions. All of them. So it's not just the Muslims. But we see it now more prevalent. These are the people that are coming through our border that we should be scared for. These are the people penetrating. They are starting to come up. People are starting to speak up and say, well, there's prayer rugs everywhere. I don't know many Hondurans that are Muslims. Not many Mexicans that are Muslims. Do you? Because, you know, they're all about Christ. It's in their language. They're all devout Christians, the majority of them. So whose are those prayer rugs? Do we need another 9-11 guys to wake up? By then it's too late. They're coming in by the droves every single day. And the Democrats are letting them. They're letting them come in. They're letting them fester. They're letting them network. Why? Because like I've said, in order to control people, you need to instill fear. And they think that they can control mercenaries. You cannot. Mercenaries go for the highest price. Those that they hired to terrorize us, to come through our border and terrorize us in order to gain control, are not loyal to them. They are loyal to their radical ideology of what Islam should be. Because there are many Muslims that don't enact jihad, just like we don't sell our daughters for cows anymore, those of us that are Christians. Those of us that understand killing your son to get favor of God isn't really real. These are all facts. If the children and the women and the men being trafficked and sold into slavery or for organs or for sex or for food or whatever they use these poor vulnerable people for, if that is not enough to convince you that a border is necessary, then what about the thought 
of waking up one morning and going to your favorite stupid, crunchy, granola-munching, off-label, um, small business, we accept everyone but conservatives coffee shop? What if you walk in there to get your chai, bubble, whatever, latte, BS you want to call, and get your drink and, you know, share Rasta stories with your friend and you're sitting there and you're enjoying your, you know, free life and some dude walks in and blows up the building. What about then? Does that idea motivate you to want a wall? Because I think we need to investigate that objective, that perspective, you know, because obviously kids getting sold into sexual slavery doesn't do it for you. Women and, and men being enslaved, you know, used and disposed of, it is not enough for you. People being raped every day as they come up to the border isn't enough for you. So why not talk about the most scariest part? Why not talk about the terrorists? Let's talk about that. How can you say that you cannot support a wall when you know that Muhammad is coming for you? That Raj is just waiting to walk into that supermarket you're going to or your stupid little cubicle up there in Silicon Valley. How does Facebook know that the delivery boy that comes to deliver the pizzas isn't strapped with C4 to blow them up? They don't. Because we don't know who's coming through the border. And in sanctuary cities and sanctuary states, that's where you really don't know who's in your state. Because anybody can be there. You don't need IDs, like Newsom said, right? You don't need to identify yourself. Everyone is safe and free and just be you. But when you have people that are trying to destroy your country from within and are failing, and they recruit outwards, because we've funded these people before, And now President Trump has starved them out. So now they're getting funding from the Democrats, from the globalists, from their so-called charities, where they pay for things, pay for campaigns, pay for mercenaries, pay for rallies, pay for disruption, pay for Antifa. How do you know that they're not paying for these people to come into our country to disrupt it? to cause mass chaos and death. Is it then that you will realize that the wall is necessary when the damage is done? One thing is for sure. Our president has already reinforced with troops down where he can. But unfortunately, without a physical barrier, he cannot control the full influx. He's really trying. And any of you out there that might catch this by any chance and my write-up about how terrorists are coming into our country, you should sit and think. Maybe right now when you get on your train or your trolley in San Francisco, that there's a guy on there strapped with C4 that came through the southern border purposely so that he can kill you and everyone else around you. And he's undocumented, so we have no idea who he is. The convenience of passports being found after explosions and, you know, everyone's burnt to a crisp except for a passport or planes exploding. And in the rubble, they find a passport or gone. This is reality because now they can no longer make passports appear out of nowhere. 
You know, I can't even believe that people believed that after 9-11 with the explosion, they found a passport and they're like, whoop, it belonged to a terrorist. Or after what happened in Paris, you know, they said, whoop, we found, you know, everyone was burnt to a crisp or shot dead. But, oh, just a few feet away, there was this guy's passport. I think he's one of them. You have to be a special kind of gullible to really think that that's real. So this time, it's not going to be one of those, hey, we found his passport. It's going to be reality. It could be you, uh, you know, walking into Walmart just to get your vegetables, just to get your baby food for your child. And you put them in the cart, and you're walking in there, and you're in this sanctuary city, this uh, place where undocumented immigrants are welcomed. And then it goes all to pieces. And your child is killed, and yet you survive the bombing, and you know that you helped that bombing happen because you refuse to put a wall. Because anything that happens, Kate Steinle, Corporal Singh, all of their deaths are because you refused the wall. Because they wouldn't be dead if they weren't here. One life lost that shouldn't have been is enough. But you know what? It's not. For the left, it's not. The only time the left wakes up is when they come to realize that the next time their butts are in Coachella, they can go and be part of the fireworks. That's when they wake up. That's when they realize, oh my gosh, we really don't know who's coming through that border. This is actually scary. You know, what do we do? Do we just stay in mommy's basement? Do we not go out for coffee or dinner or lunch with our friends? Do we not hang out at Berkeley Square and chit-chat? Do we not go to the park or on the beach? Where do we go? Nowhere. Because they are everywhere. Your sanctuary state or sanctuary city is just the more prevalent place where something like this can happen. In a state like mine... It can happen in a state like Iowa and, you know, Kansas and Nebraska. It can happen because, you know, we don't have border control on states, right? It's not like when you enter a state that they check who you are. No. Now, these people uh, may not even be able to rent a home in some states, which I highly doubt because then it would be considered racist, right? Because now they're supposed to get driver's license, too. And now they get welfare, too. So they're kind of demi-documented, right? But those that have cash, like that guy that purchased $92,000 of property, do they know if this guy is a U.S. citizen or not? Probably not. They really don't care. What they care for is the transaction. What they care for is what's coming up. And I'm telling you what you should care for is knowing who's coming through our border. Because it's going to be that one guy with lots of cash, that's going to rent an apartment and say, here's 12 grand up front for the whole year. No one's going to ask questions. Yep, 12 grand and I got to rent it. I'm good. No one's going to ask questions, especially when you don't bother anyone. And that's where they sit and they plan. You don't know them. And it's going to be just like that. You should be terrified that the border is still open. You should be terrified that we don't have a wall. Because obviously you really don't care about vulnerable children, women, and men that are being trafficked. You don't care that thugs and criminals and cartels and 
tons and tons of drugs are coming through the border. You really don't care. You're like, oh, well, that's just a byproduct. We have to be really open to these illegal immigrants that are looking for a better place. Yes, but with those illegal immigrants that are looking for a better place because they just don't fancy where they live are terrorists. So are you willing to say for every two, even let's say, for every 2,000 illegal immigrants that come to our country, we get one terrorist. Are you okay with that? Or let's make it even bigger. For every 100,000 illegal immigrants, we get one terrorist. It only takes one terrorist. One to go into somewhere and shoot that place up. One to blow a place up. One, one, one. So for every 2,000 that come in every day, let's imagine that one is a terrorist. That means in a month you've got 30 terrorists. That means in a year you have over what? 300 terrorists. Then what? How do you stop them when you don't know them, when they have no name, when they're not documented? How do you stop them? All they have to do is walk across the border. They never, ever even have to open up a bank account. They could have a debit card or a credit card from overseas and go shopping. No one's going to check. They can have cash and pull it out of an ATM slowly throughout the days and rent themselves a place to just sit there incognito or find someone to rent it for them. That's the way it goes. You don't know who's coming through that border. And for all of you listening to me, it is imperative that you get on the phone and you call your congressman and say, if it stops one terrorist coming through, I want that wall. I don't want to have to worry about being in the supermarket with my baby and it being blown up because one terrorist decided it. I don't have to want to go to my mediocre job in my cubicle and order pizza and the pizza man blows us all up. I don't want that opportunity to happen. I want to go to Coachella and get high, have random sex and love everyone without the fear that someone's going to shoot me down. That is what the left should be thinking about. Because the left considers everything else a conspiracy, but they cannot refute that it takes one terrorist, just one, not five, not 10, not 20, not thousands, just one. So it would be great for us since, you know, they obviously have no heartstrings. They obviously don't care about these children. You could tell them and show them the stories. I mean, they saw the sentencing and the horrific things. I've been posting horrific things that these migrants do to children themselves. Horrific things where they have 10-year-olds anally penetrating three-year-olds. But it's okay because that's a conspiracy. Even though it's on a court document, it's a conspiracy. Well, is it a conspiracy that it only took one person to make that pilot fly the plane into the World Trade Center? No, it was one person on that plane. It was one person that walked into a building and blew it up. It was one person that had the gun and went and shot up a school. It's always one person. One person, too many that should not be coming through a border. I guess we got to shift the conversation to make people understand. People that seem to paint everything as a conspiracy. These are facts they can't refute. They cry. 
terrorism. Once you tell the granola muncher, hey, you know, be careful when you go for coffee. You never know. Someone might blow you up. They'll think twice. They'll be like, is that a threat? No. Just saying that's a possibility. That's a real possibility, especially if you're in a sanctuary state. Because, you know, no South American, Central American, or Mexican is going to blow you up. Maybe they'll kill you, rape you, take your money, rob you because, you know, they can't get a job. But they're not going to blow you up. I mean, they're Christians after all. They, they wouldn't be able to, you know, maybe they're angry or deranged and would do it. But you have to think about it. Who are the ones that will blow you up without thinking in the name of the, their Lord, their God? Because you are not following. You are, you are sin. You are pure sin. You are haram. Your existence is haram. And I am here to annihilate the enemies of Allah. Those radicals, because it's not all Muslims, but it's that one that could change the world the way we know it. And the Democrats don't seem to be talking about that much. Maybe we need to beef up the conversation. Maybe we should start the conversation with all these fluffy snowflakes and drive the conversation because, like I've said, like Laura tells you, we make the news, not the talking heads. We are real news. We talk about facts. You know, like she said, they don't like facts. Facts are, you know, optional. We just talk about feelings. Well, how's this feeling for you? Knowing that you have to think twice when you go into a public space. Let's talk feelings. And this feeling is fear. And it's real. And it's happened. And there's nothing you can do to deny that. Let's talk fear. I think we should start talking about that. Putting that out there. Right? We should. Now... Uh, remember these terrorists aren't funded just with like walking through the border with a visa or MasterCard uh, from another state. They get funded by actual people that live in our country and are elected. This is all going to come out. I was able to easily expose circular uh, lining of pockets with Lutheran social services. You think we can't find it with the Democrats? We, what has Planned Parenthood done? Huh? How many pockets have they lined circular using our tax money to terrorize us and to take away our freedoms tomorrow? I can't wait for tomorrow actually because I'm expecting some developments to occur tomorrow because the president's been really quiet until then have a great evening. Stay happy and healthy from all of us here at Red State and keep your head on a swivel.